0: welcome to the fun and sobriety podcast movie review edition. I'm your host Dylan and I'm an alcoholic. The fun and sobriety movie review podcasts are the only movie review podcasts on the internet that I'm aware of that focus on reviewing movies that deal with recovery from drugs and alcohol with an eye on how accurately Those topics are portrayed and presented in the movies from the perspective of someone like myself who is in recovery, as well as from the perspective of someone who has no direct connection to any of the themes being presented, someone who is a normie, my friend Kaz. And uh, today's podcast is a review of the 1988... Michael Keaton movie, clean and sober, starring Michael Keaton and Morgan Freeman, and um, I guess that's it. Nobody else. That uh, uh, the the one guy from uh, from the Coen Brothers movies who's talking to Nicolas Cage and making jokes about uh, 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 somebody losing a hand in the movie *Raising Arizona*, uh, among many other movies that um, the character actors in and. and uh, You'd think I would have gone and looked up his name, but I didn't do that. Um, but please enjoy this very, very in-depth review of the 1988 Michael Keaton film, Clean and Sober. when I'm i'm so happy that we're doing okay okay are you ready to go i am ready right on okay we're back to the fun and sobriety movie review podcast uh it's me your host dylan and i'm here with my main man kaz say hi Hey, everybody man okay so we we haven't we haven't uh reviewed a movie in it's been at least
1: six weeks right five weeks it's been a while yeah yeah it's uh
0: yeah we we did a bunch in a row and then uh, i don't know (laughs) about you i was starting to get tired of it so i'm glad we took a little bit of a break but
1: what uh, a movie to come back to what a movie
0: (laughs) no no kidding oh my god so okay so today we are reviewing the movie flight Oh no! I'm sorry. Like, we just did nope. the movie flight. Sorry, I'm zoning out. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I'm looking at my notes. Oh, we are reviewing the movie Clean and Sober. Yeah, starring Michael Keaton. <laughs> I can't believe I said flight. What a dork! <laughs> um, Jesus Christ! And and and. Uh, I just started doing another podcast with Brett, another movie review podcast, which uh made me realize that I have never been taking notes on any of these podcasts all along <laughs> uh so I took notes on this movie, dude, I got like three pages of notes wait one, two, three five pages of notes oh yeah,
1: <laughs> nice. <laughs> this movie, movie deserves it.
0: This movie is bananas, right am i right yeah
1: it it is like three movies in one i think
0: i don't I don't know what to make of this movie i, I remember okay so this is one of the movies uh that i watched in in a uh, rehab center okay uh originally and okay so like two movies that i watched was this movie and then i watched the movie drunks which we already reviewed a couple weeks or a couple times ago, yeah right um um and i my memory was i thought clean and sober was eh, okay. But drunks uh, stuck with me and had a better message. Um, And in my head, that was because uh, of the actual rehab centers. Because I watched clean and sober at the first place I went and it didn't stick and it wasn't as good of a center and I wasn't ready for it. And then I watched drunks at the second place I went to when I was already like truly ready to, to stop and be changed. So I decided that this must be the better movie, though, because it's got Michael Keaton in it and Morgan <laughs> Freeman, and that it was just me and my mindset that made me think Drunks was the better movie. And uh, having just recently watched Drunks a couple times, as the podcast listeners will, will attest, and just finished watching Clean
1: and Sober, I don't think I was wrong, dude. Drunks is a better movie, no? Uh, yeah, here's the thing. I just don't know. I think Drunks is a more realistic uh, yeah. movie this seems like that's what i mean that's yeah
0: i don't know what's going on in this movie but i have notes in here constantly all over the place of like what is happening this feels like those 80s movies those movies in the 80s where they just kind of have the like pantomime of real life and give you like a simulation of real life and then have a couple of scenes that pop out that are realistic but the rest of the action that got you there makes zero sense that's that's all over this movie. Oh, okay, but, but before we get too far, you you just finished the movie like eight minutes ago, right? Yeah,
1: I was. Uh, yeah, I just literally right before you called, I was watching the last scene, his speech. He has a big big speech at the end.
0: Oh my god! Hey, don't give it away, bro. Oh, I did. Don't it. give it away. We'll get we'll there. Get there. <laughs> just know it's
1: coming. Just be prepared because it's on the docket. But uh, yeah, okay, I just so you... fresh fresh in my mind.
0: It's real fresh. Okay. As always, I want you to give the summary of this movie and what it's about. Okay, so you go, Kids. Right. What is clean and sober?
1: <laughs> okay, so there are a lot of twists and turns as this movie progresses, but what it's basically about <laughs> is Michael. Are there There are. Man, it starts going <laughs> in so many different directions. It's it's almost it's fascinating. For whatever for whatever this movie is, I will say I was oh, yeah. wrapped the entire way through. There are very few times where I was like, what are they gonna do next here? Because it just it's kind of confusing structure. But anyway. Oh very much. Michael Keaton is a successful commercial real estate agent or a real uh, real estate agent. And uh he's kind of that right. typical eighties guy. He's he's Patrick Bateman without all the killing. He's just uh Oh my god he's a successful eighties <laughs> guy. Cat. Basically. Yeah. And uh, the first scene of him is he's waking up from a uh, bender night. There's a naked woman on his bed. He answers the call about some missing money, and we don't know really what it is. And what we find yeah. out is that he has stolen $92,000 in an 80s money. That is a lot of money. I mean, it's a lot of money today, yeah, but true. it's a lot more than. 1980, 1988. What year
0: is this? 1988. 88, 80s, 80s. yeah. 88. yeah, yeah, 88. So he's
1: stolen that, and he gambled something in the stock market with it. Hey, 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 he... Borrows. It. <laughs> okay, he borrows it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a scene with other skeezy businessmen later, and they all agree he just kind of borrowed it. It's no big deal. They all do it.
0: Oh my god, that scene is amazing. Yeah, we'll get going, to
1: that going. scene too because I've got some real questions oh about that scene. God. But anyway, he borrows it. He loses fifty two thousand of it, and is able to. It's not exactly co- clear where the rest of it is, but I think he was able to. Sh- well, to no, he he
0: invested it. Yeah. No, he invested it in the stock market because he he does do that scene later where he's like, oh yeah, he short, sells it. He, he short like, sells it. he short sells it. He short sells it because it's just going down, and he knows he's got to get the he's got to get as much out of it as he can. So it's just he's just lost it on the in the in, on the on the real or on the uh, um
1: yeah, whatever he invested ugh, it in, in the yeah. market.
0: Yeah, the market just went south, and he he had to pull his money out before it got any further down. So, yeah. So, anyway, he's right, in that
1: position, but that's not even a big deal, it doesn't seem like to him. He kind of just rolls with that. But then, as soon as he hangs up the phone, he goes to uh, basically <laughs> pretty much chew on the yeah. butt of the woman... <laughs> <laughs> who's lying? There. Oh no 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 no. So no no no! I w- I I have
0: to say I have to say that's exactly what I would have done. That ass was f- sublime, and <laughs> oh, yeah, when yeah, I yeah. saw her and saw it in the background, I was like, oh man, I would bite on that. And then he goes and <laughs> bites on it. I was like, yeah, exactly, <laughs>
1: exactly, bro. Up yeah. top, bro. <laughs> no, he he he. Does. We're all thinking it, but then he slowly <laughs> realizes that she is uh, something's wrong, and uh, yeah, so she's not moving. She's not moving. So he, uh, the ambulance get calls, gets called, and we realize that she has had a heart attack, and she gets trucked away, and the detective's there, and there's a scene where he's kind of like, uh, is she okay? And anyway, the detective knows he's on drugs, yeah. and he's like, all right, right, we'll just uh, don't, well, lose, don't he, leave town, asshole. And he's like, yeah, absolutely. Next scene, he's at the airport leaving he, town. He's at the airport. Or t- trying to. Trying
0: to leave town. Yeah. Th- I thought that was unclear, because I thought he did, so did leave I. town, and the rest of the movie was in another city for a while. Yeah. But- at, at the same time, because he gets all frustrated because his his credit cards are locked, like they don't really explain why his credit cards are locked unless he took all of his money and invested it along with that ninety two thousand or something maybe that 's what it is maybe that 's why he invested that money because he's completely stretched to the gills and he has no cash, no credit. Uh, I think that's what it is. It, I think but, his lifestyle caught yeah. up to
1: him at this point. It's not clear, though, because it does appear in that scene that it's, he does pay with cash and gets a ticket. So it's very confusing. Yeah,
0: because doesn't he throw the money at her and then stomp yeah, off? Yeah,
1: but he says, give me my ticket. I, and he grabs something, and then he leaves. And then so it's like, oh, he got a ticket. But uh, apparently not. So anyway. Yeah. Anyway.
0: Which I also thought, I was like, I still don't think you could buy it. Well, now maybe you could in in 1988 buy a plane ticket with cash. But anyway, go You could go take on.
1: an open gun on the plane in 88. I think just like... <laughs> <laughs> but,
0: uh, and that's what he was. He's just like a
1: loaded pistol, yeah. <laughs> bro. He's just a loaded pistol, ready to go off at don't, any second. Don't get in his way. So anyway, <laughs> he is at the bottom here, and he is trying to figure out. He, he's he is not. He's not even close to admitting that he has a problem. He uh, goes to a friend's house to try to crash. The guy kicks him out. Uh, there's some hilarious, he, like knowing looks. It's like after school special looks between the guy and his wife. Oh God! Where he's like this guy's got a problem, no, and he's and, like, "Honey, I know." In all these looks.
0: I got to say, in all of these scenes, dude, Michael Keaton is really good. He's really good. He looks strong. Really good. Strung out, but also antagonistic and, like... Trying to keep ahead of it, like his whole energy is like he's just going to keep going. He's just going to keep going. Like that whole interaction at the airport where he freaks out on the lady. and He's just like, oh fuck, just give me a fucking ticket. And he's like, goes to his buddy's house in the morning, and the and the guy's like, oh, would you like some coffee? And he's like, or some juice. He's like, no, I will have a yeah, beer. Yeah, though. you have a like, beer. <laughs> uh...
1: <laughs> and his eyes are just red and bloodshot. Yes, yeah, yeah. He is. Eyes, Michael Keaton it. is a am- is quite good in this, and he he's has he re- rides really he rides that really edge good. of. He's strung out, but he's still keeping it together to the point. But he he lashes out, but it's not like all the time. Yeah. Like it doesn't feel like someone's no, overacting. It's, it's like yeah, that makes sense. He he's no, reaching he's, his limit and he's getting frantic.
0: He is dialed in, man. He I believe every second. Uh, I believe him of every second of this beginning part, especially like through the movie. There's some parts where I started to feel like I fucking hate this guy, yeah. but especially early on, man. When you're supposed to hate him, I was like, "Oh man, this he's so perfect."
1: Yeah, no, he makes um, he makes sense. Um, so anyway, so after this, and, and we
0: have should we should oh, yeah. we should point out that this is like eight minutes into the movie. Like, oh yeah, he's already someone's basically died in his bed from a drug overdose. He is strung out. Yeah, that's
1: within the first four he's minutes. Lost.
0: Yeah, he's lost like fifty thousand dollars or ninety two thousand dollars is embezzled from his company. Yeah, and he's just running around frantic.
1: So he goes to this friend's house. The the guy uh, says no. Because he's basically a partner, or a colleague at the work, and he knows that something weird happened with this money, but he doesn't know exactly what. But he kind of suspects Michael Keaton did yeah. something with it, uh, and there. Well, and his and and the guy's
0: wife is like, he's not staying. Yeah, at our she pretty house, much bro. tells That's him with, not with eye
1: contact. Are you, no, he's not staying here. And good for her because he's clearly not somebody you want yeah, no in your shit. house <laughs> at no. that time. Um, so anyway, he says no, and Michael Keaton um, the, basically uh, goes off and uh, drink drink. Drunk drives for a while, riding around, trying to figure out what he's going to do. And what he figures out is he (laughs) needs to kind of like hide away for a while and get away. And the way he
0: Yeah, he has that he has that really good scene where he's driving around drinking vodka from a cup yeah. in the car while he's driving and making fun of the rehab center that's playing the, commercial, the commercial yeah. that's playing on the radio. Do you have a problem?
1: Yeah. And he's like, Yeah, he's like... he's like But it's really it's really good scene. Yeah, it's such a great scene because slowly it starts to make sense to him. Not that he has a problem, which is what you think he's gonna have, like a my God, I'm driving, literally pouring vodka in a cup and trying to balance. He's like, No, wait a minute. It's the completely anonymous. That's what gets him. And he realizes if he goes there, no one could find him. And
0: yeah, specifically, I I think at that point he's worried about the police. He's worried about that girl who had a heart attack and he's not sure if he's going to die or
1: not. Right. He he doesn't know what's uh, what's going to happen there, and it's just all self-preservation. Still, there's no admission, no self introspection. It's very, it's so, it's yeah, such a. Know. That's what I thought was really cool about this movie is the way they approach his introduction to yeah. rehab. He's not well. He is a I rock like bottom, but he doesn't know it, and it's not an he event. He doesn't know it. He, he doesn't. It's still so self-centered right now, and he. And it's sort of funny that he goes here. It's a really crazy, great movie idea that this is his his it idea. Is. Like that's such a good idea such a good uh trope. I think
0: you're right and I and I think your your assessment early on that this is like more than one movie wedged together I think that's accurate because this first half feels pretty well put together yeah. like all of that we just described and how he like he because then he winds up checking himself into the hospital which for some reason is right across the street from where he was sitting or maybe we they just fast forward to that I, I don't I think know, he's driving
1: he, around a lot because he has a beer at that point and he's he's uh yeah you're right he, uh, yeah anyway he, he finds it somehow I,
0: Again, he looks so strung out. I wonder how much he actually was, like, drinking and using for this movie, right? Like, something about those, like, it it looks more than you could get in such a natural way unless you truly strung yourself out. Maybe not on drugs, but just, like, don't sleep for several days and just look like hell. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, because he looks really, really genuine. Yeah. Uh, Of course, also
1: in the 80s, I don't know what film they used. (laughs) Everyone kind of looks strung out. Oh my god, that's true. (laughs) Yeah, the, the,
0: the color palette in this movie is really lame. It's so gray and brown and drab, like every scene. I keep expecting to use it to their advantage and show like some change in demeanor by changing the quality of the coloring or something but it's it's more like they're just like yeah this is just everyone's kind of drab and brown this is just how we are yeah (laughs) it's Philadelphia
1: even the female like the female lead is a very working class house her house is garbage and you're like wow what a rundown house then they go to his house and he's supposed to have a lot of money and it's It's, like oh his house is still kind of run down too
0: yeah, it's still, it's just got nicer stuff, but yeah, it's not, yeah, the the, the direction, the, I don't know what you call it, the cinematography, whatever, the, the, the photography, it's not that great. It, whatever. Yeah. Uh, but I
1: mean, if the directing in the film, the, the cinematography is good, the color palettes are weird. Yeah, that's, it's sort of weird. Yeah, that's it. The but, color palette, whatever. But anyway, what,
0: wait, it, so, so he gets, so he's in the, rec- yeah, he, he gets in the rehab center. Uh-huh. Okay, go ahead. No, he gets go to ahead. the rehab
1: center. He's, uh, <sighs> he gets the intake discussion, um, sort of described on what's going on. He's just sort of, he's sort of, like, listening, but not really... Basically, he talks his way in uh, and clarifies, which isn't that hard. You know, she's... The lady clearly sees that he's... (laughs) he's drunk as hell right now and it needs to get in right so she's like okay yeah and he, th-
0: he th- but, it's ridiculous cuz he he acts like he's like pulling a fast one on him and just pretending but he's clearly fucked yeah. up and they're like they keep specifying that he's going to have 48 hours of uh detox of yeah. uh uh detox and it's you can see him like starting to freak out
1: yeah he gets a, so the doctor is walking to his room explaining this and he's starting to be he's starting to act like nervous like it's becoming like oh this is a real thing i'm going to have like it's not a hotel i'm going to actually have to be here and do this at least 48 hours but uh but yeah. he kind of resigns himself to it he gets to it he gets to his room um he's still sort of like you know he's got this sort of dumb look on his face as he's listening to them sort of run down what's going to happen what to expect and the nurse is like uh you know if you want to throw up try to make it to the to the sink but if you can't ring the bell and someone will come in to help you clean up and then that's when he's kind of like holy yeah. shit okay this this is getting a little real but yeah um, so, so then he, so
0: he, he's in the rehab and he just, he doesn't, he doesn't do any of this shit. This is the part, like, I, I, I remember thinking this was pretty smart where they just like really lean into how egotistical he is, how he's just not capable of like admitting one small thing about himself, right? Like he is just exclusively in there a, a, as a fake, right? right. And Morgan Freeman Morgan Freeman is really great. Like He has got he he delivers some of the important stuff in this movie that uh, I feel like is some of the stuff that actually works in the rehab center, right? Because like, like I said, it feels very strung together in like pseudo 80s movie trope where you just kind of throw characters into a scene and you're like, as the audience, you kind of put it together of like, oh, this is how people are in a diner. And then they have like a real meaningful scene in the diner, but none of the action around the scene makes sense. Same with this this rehab center, right? They're like they're in the rehab center and they sorta of doing the stuff that especially us having watched these movies is familiar to us, right? Right. Like the 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 they, they kind of I do appreciate that they don't have like the same kind of stereotypical people in there. There's just a couple of people, and they look strung the fuck out. Right. And Michael Keaton looks strung the fuck out. And then they they get into the bigger group, and the people are just kind of like kind of idiots and losers, and kind of weird. But there's not. It's not like Twenty Eight Days where you you lean in and start learning about the people and learning their little nuances. They everything is just kind of revolving around. Michael Keaton being really self centered yeah he doesn't he's he doesn't take to any of the the stuff they're trying to do. I don't even want to call it a program because they don't even seem to be doing anything they don't show anything happening other than like cursory events and one on one interactions of Michael Keaton and Morgan Freeman. Uh, basically being piss tested all the time, right?
1: Right? Yeah. There's a yeah. There's a there's a young Morgan Freeman, which is hilarious to see because he doesn't like that he guy is. never ages. He doesn't age. He literally looks the same today as he no, did then. No, he
0: just he, he kind of does. He just looks a little. He looks a little younger, but I, in my brain, he's like, yeah, it's the same fucking guy. Yeah. Like he he is. He just looks a little more spry is the only difference. Yeah. But that's it. He, he right? looked like his build he still, is younger. He still his looks like an older is man. Exactly
1: the same. <laughs>
0: yeah 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 but it is interesting because
1: like and this is this is what's interesting about the film because i did some research in it and as far as i can tell and i don't know about michael keaton but no one none of the directors and writers really had like rehab experience and at least from my perspective this movie feels like it's someone who did a lot of research but the sequence of events feels off compared to what it would be
0: the sequence of events is, makes no sense at all. Right. I, I that's part of that's part of what I mean about it being like that eighties like, <clears throat> excuse me, just kind of jamming things together, but relying on us as the audience to just kind of accept things as moving in a way that would be closer to reality, but accepting it's not reality. It's a movie, so you just fill in the blanks and go with it, right? Like the breakfast club running around the school dancing and stuff, right? Like that shit doesn't happen. You understand that they're just trying to escape from the principal. Yeah, but
1: what's interesting about it is they do hit all the beats, but they hit them in weird order. Like he he does this, he does this like um, admitting his past wrongs and making amends kind of in the movie, but that comes like after rehab and it's sort of brought up on a whim by his sponsor.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Okay. We need to get through to this. We need to get. All right. So let's just real quick. What happens is he
1: he does his 48 hours, but in that time, he keeps trying to make calls to check on this girl to see if she is alive and okay, and he gets caught a bunch of times by Morgan Freeman, who's the counselor, and eventually he gets kicked out. He leaves in a huff, but then realizes he's got nowhere else to go, and he comes back and tries to to wheel and deal and be like, hey, yeah, just try to, to charm his way back in, and he does. Um and basically I don't even know if he I don't even know if he
0: charms his way back in. I think they just can see how fucked up he is and they're just like, yeah, this guy belongs here. But go on, sorry. Yeah, but I mean
1: Morgan here. Freeman, yeah, no, I think you're right. I think that is what it is, but he definitely is like a detriment to the program. You kind of get the sense like if he does it any like if he fucks up more, he's just they're just going to cut the ties because it's like there I, are other people there. And I got to say
0: I gotta say, like where Twenty Eight Days leaned into like this really deep connection between Sandra Bullock and and Steve Bishemi, you know, the basically the analogs of, of Michael Keaton and Morgan Freeman here, I appreciate that this movie, like, there is no connection. No. Like, Morgan Freeman is just like no, you're literally just another uh, folder on my desk, and my desk is a fucking wreck. And look at this place; is clearly underfunded, and I don't give a fuck. You pass this piss test, you can come back in until you quit passing the piss test. That's what I'm I. Like, there's no love. Yeah,
1: there. that, and you know what it made me think of when la- when we were talking about clean and sober and your experience with your sponsor, <laughs> it was uh, that's what made me feel like, damn, the first part of this movie is really good. Like it feels like that. Yeah, it, that sort of made it, me it, think it, of what you were saying about him. Like he clearly cared. Yeah if you were going to put the effort in and be able to get through it. But if you didn't, he had a stack of files of other people who also needed guidance. And it's like, up to you, man, this is your decision. You were either here to do it or not. And I, I kind of don't care. And
0: (laughs) what was peculiar though, like that's about a third of the way into the movie where he comes back and he like, this is the point where in a normal quote unquote movie, the, main character like this would, like, lean in. Like, when Sandra Bullock, like, admits that she's got a problem and, like, really embraces the program and embraces the the rehab center and doing the stuff and, and like, making connections and making, making you know, uh, emotional connections with the other people in there and, and all of the things. This movie, none of that happens, right? Like, yeah. he sort of does the right stuff. He goes to the... Okay, they go to an AA meeting, right? And that's a normal thing for a rehab center. They'll take – and I love the crummy van that they drive <laughs> the, like, dozen people to the AA meeting. But I, I wrote this down because I was just like, this doesn't make any sense because they're staying at this rehab center. They're not allowed to leave, so they're confined to this hospital except for when they drive them to this meeting, which which is a normal thing. But before they go in, Morgan Freeman turns to the room – full or to the bus truck van load of people and is like okay this is your first AA meeting your assignment is to find a sponsor right
1: right that's where I was (laughs) like doesn't make any sense yeah exactly that's where I was like oh I don't think anyone in this movie actually went through this process they did a lot of research but
0: yeah because I how are you gonna get a sponsor while you're in a rehab center and you basically have no connection and communication with the outside world plus uh, I, I mean Unless they're, I'm I, well, okay. Unless they are giving the idea that this rehab center is like in the center of a relatively small town, and all these people are going to maintain connection within the same vicinity of the center, right? Which is how it works out. Which is again like an a fallacy of of a movie, right? Like, yeah. This rehab center would be off in the middle of somewhere, and these people would be from fucking everywhere. So even if you got a sponsor. And you go home, you're going to be miles away from that person and miles away from any. It doesn't make any sense. It, and you also don't go into your first meeting in a rehab center with the expectation of going to get help from somebody outside of the rehab center. It That makes no sense. I, it really <laughs> bummed me out that they did that. It really bummed me out.
1: Yeah. It, but You okay, can so, see, though, it, from someone without experience, it's like, oh, okay, I guess that makes sense. Because it's like... You, but, you,
0: I hadn't thought of it that way, but you're right. It does seem like it's written from the perspective of someone who has awareness of how it works but has never actually been a experienced yeah they
1: know you're supposed to get a sponsor, but now eh, when that happens, it's kind of whenever but anyways, he tries to go get he just tries to go to all the attractive women he can find and tries to oh, yeah. ask them to be a sponsor so he even at this point he he's clearly not admitted anything about addiction, he's still just along for the no. ride he's still just putting you know kind of
0: well and he's 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 putting his attention in the wrong place for sure yeah. now it it could be up in the air as to whether he's like if you look at michael keaton's behavior and his performance an argument could be made that he is just doing the best he can and he's just the kind of personality who's going to just go uh you know, whatever focus on women, like the 13th step, right? Like going to like, uh, a a hassle women in the meetings or or after the meetings, but he is also taking it seriously. I I feel like that's what the movies ultimately supposed we're supposed to accept from the movie, but nothing is presented in there that would give you that indication, right? Like I have it playing right now and he's like flirting with the, with the cute girl Iris next to him in the meeting. Yeah. Uh, and, and yeah, like you said, he's he's not taking it serious. I, I I'm trying to put something in there to make the movie have a little bit more substance and probably it does <laughs> well i think he is
1: because he is he does seem to be sober at this point like he's sticking with it he try, he's made a couple calls to his drug True. dealer to try to get him to get him some cocaine in the but he owes everyone so much money no one's gonna do it for him no one and will so but, but also he's kind of sober by default on, and you feel like he's just he's he's obeying the rules so he doesn't get kicked out again but he's not really yeah i seriously. think that's
0: it yeah i think you're right that's exactly right i think that's exactly right because then later i forgot in you know Right before he leaves the rehab center, his buddy, who he tried to get take him in, delivers him the package that he was hassling him to deliver, which was you know clearly like a stash of coke in his desk somewhere. Yeah, and his buddy brings it to him and he's like frantically trying to get into it. And his buddy's like, No, I dumped it. <laughs> yeah, so you're right, he's he's just doing it because he knows he has to to uh stick with where he is. So, yeah he's he's just a piece of shit. Like, I, I wrote that down. He's I'm just like, he's just a fucking asshole. He's yeah. just a fucking asshole. Yeah. He, like, when he approaches the woman at the AA meeting who had run the meeting, he's like, yeah, maybe you could be my sponsor. She's like, yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> he's just such an asshole. Yeah,
1: yeah. She she recognizes him exactly for what he's doing. She's like, oh, really? Yeah, oh, I don't yeah. think I can. Well, that's the funny thing in this movie. Every, pretty much every woman shoots him down. Like, it's really funny. There's, he, oh, there's yeah. a love interest. Oh, in- yeah, but... including...
0: <laughs> including the woman who turns out to be the love interest, which is so shoehorned in. And, and I, I'm, I'm hesitant to say it's shoehorned in only because it becomes the subject of the last third of the movie, which makes no sense. I mean, it, it makes yeah. sense on a very small scale, but not in the way that the movie becomes centered on it. But right. You're right. Every woman shoots him down. Every woman sees through him. And, I do appreciate something in this or I think it's silly. It's a funny trope of these kind of movies, but I, I like it. All of the like truly sober people, the like the guy who becomes his sponsor, the 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 uh <laughs> the guy from all the Cohen brothers movies, whatever that guy's name is. Yeah. yeah uh, the I guy who becomes that. a sponsor, Morgan Freeman, even that woman at the AA meeting. All the people who are sober have the magic power of seeing right through him. They know exactly what he's really doing. right? Yeah. Like nobody's fooled. Those people are never fooled by him. They're never taken in. I, I, I love that. Uh, I love that. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't. Again, it feels like they're just kind of giving him like movie magic powers. But I like it in the context <laughs> of this movie because it really works because he's such a smarmy fool fuck yeah god damn this is about like at the point where he's towards the end of the rehab centers where i'm starting to just be like god i really i don't like him he's (laughs) just not a likable guy because he really he he doesn't have a lot of uh redeemable qualities right like i really don't feel like and i think it's i think it's intentional right because all those other movies all of these other movies well, I guess drunks didn't really, there wasn't a whole lot of redeemable Yeah, about, <laughs> uh, Richard Lewis in there either, so <laughs> I guess it's somewhat consistent. But the other, I mean, this is, this in 28 Days really focus on the rehab center aspect of all this, and 28 Days, like, really leans into, like, character development and, and how, you know, how much a changed person she becomes and all of them become and all the blah, 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 like, he, none of these people seem to change, right? They're all just kind of pieces of shit when they get in, and then they kind of sit on their laurels, and then they're kind of pieces of shit when they get out, right? <laughs> well,
1: and that's what the weird thing about their portrayal of rehab here is it just sort of feels like... Uh, yeah, it just sort of feels yeah, like it, once again someone who researched it and didn't really—I uh, don't know—didn't yeah. do enough. But
0: or well, I mean, maybe they're just playing the numbers. They're just like, yeah, people go in and they don't take it seriously, and and nobody, even the counselors, are like, yeah, well, you know, maybe you'll be okay, probably not. And then, uh, yeah, you're right. It, it does feel like that. And, and I did, I did think part of this was an intentional thing. Like I noticed, oh, yeah. I mean, I, I noticed throughout the movie, especially in the rehab center, like it's I don't think it's a mistake that we never really, really get much of the background on any of the other characters. Like the closest we get is Charlie, the the woman Charlie, who he's turns out to be his love interest later, who he kinda likes in there, and her boyfriend shows up at the uh Yeah at, at the family, family day, day, which is and like and oh my God, God. Oh, that family day is amazing, dude. We have to say something about that fucking angry black dude with the crack addict. Yeah. Crack crack addiction.
1: Yeah. That guy's amazing. He's
0: just so angry and just like stomping around when they first meet him. It makes no sense. Why would that? Because that guy's huge. He's like 250 and he's naked except for that little tiny uh, uh, robe. And he's just.
1: Yeah. The first time we see him in the common room, he just was like, he freaks out and runs out and pulls over nurses.
0: What? well, he blows up the TV first, oh, right, yeah, and then he yeah. just goes charging out like a like a fucking running back through the whole hospital and like two like small women they're like like 130 pound women are like come charging out like they're gonna do something the guy looks lethal i love that and then later at the at the family day he's just like what you fucking talk about you took away my coke yeah 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 <laughs> so <laughs> ridiculous
1: it's like he can't, he's like one speed and it's 150 miles an hour uh, oh my god it's yeah it's
0: just it, there's no way the guy but then they do, like, show him later, like, very quietly, like, eating, like, 900 chocolates, and it's, like, it's very sweet. I did like that little moment there. Like, that, See, that's, that's so what I mean. like, that's what realized... was so
1: interesting about this movie, though. Like, compared, the one thing I really like it well is the first half is so is yeah. much more compelling in a lot of ways than 28 Days Later because it's not caricatures. Yeah. It, there are, it kind of feels like it may be yeah. over the top, but it definitely feels like that guy no, probably to a steaks... degree exists. And yeah,
0: it, the stakes feel very real and very very uh like like nobody looks like they're really going to make it. Nobody looks like they're like they're on cloud 9 by any Well, even like, like what you were saying about very... Michael Keaton
1: and how people react to him, that felt real because like um uh, Morgan yeah. Freeman's reaction to him and everyone's being like, "Okay, yeah, okay, buddy, we're not going to fight, like, we don't believe what you said, but we're not going to, like, try to argue you and make you find Jesus here. We're just going to be like, yeah. you know what, man? You're eventually going to get there or you're not, and we're not going to worry too much about you because you're clearly not ready yeah. for it right now. That actually felt kind of yeah. real because Morgan Freeman just sort of has oh, a... Yeah. <sighs> he's just sort of this sighing resignation whenever Michael Keaton's around and communicating because he's like, "Listen, man, you're all, yeah. everything you're saying is bullshit, and I know it, and you know it, and there's no point in us figuring it out. I'm just going to walk you through the paces of what this rehab is. You got to piss test every every day or whatever, and you know it, and I yeah. know it, and if you abide by it, great. If not, then uh, then you're probably just not ready. So, so no, and 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 to that end, like the
0: the the handful of speeches, like Morgan Freeman gives him a couple of like monologues that are directed towards him right and and towards Michael Keaton um and those are really powerful and it's not just because of the way Morgan Freeman delivers them like what he says is really strong uh recovery stuff like it it it's enough to make this stand out with really useful uh I don't know like giving you the right idea yeah even though some of it, like is, like we said, is like out of order and it doesn't quite make sense, and and on the screen right now reminds me of the time where it, it, is the scene where uh, it reminds me from my notes where he's giving him the talk about you take it one breath at a time, one second at a time, one one day at a time. Like that's a that's a good powerful speech. Yeah. But part of part of the time he's like leaning over the stall, <laughs> looking down at Michael Keaton's dick while yeah. he's trying to pee so into the thing, and all I could, all I could think was. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be able to pee with Market Freeman standing there, leaning over, talking to me, looking down at my dick while I'm trying to pee. I, would, I just. I just be like, hey, hey, bro, will you mind just looking that way for a second? I, I like. I like the speech you're giving me, but I. I just can't visit you.
1: Staring at my <laughs> yeah, dick like that. It's really compelling, but uh, you know you're really kind of in my space at the moment, and <laughs> you're kind of you're kind of making it crawl back up inside
0: me, bro. Will you?
1: Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You can give me a courtesy flush if you're gonna be staring at my dick. <laughs> a little self-conscious here, but uh but good stuff. Good stuff.
0: <laughs> but okay. And I and I did I took this note too, because part of that we where, where we're we're saying how we're really not connecting with any of the other peripheral characters, especially while he's in the center, right? Right. Like we get a brief window into kind of some of the other people, like the over-the-top crack guy just because he's screaming so you can't not look at him and then uh charlie the, the 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 woman who he winds up having like a weird obsession with uh um her husband or boyfriend shows up and there's like a weird interaction there that michael keaton shares with them so like he kind of looks at her and looks at the looks at the boyfriend character but but other than that we have no real connection to any of the other people and and I don't know. Part of me wants to take that as a deeper, intentional thing um, because Michael Keaton is isolated the entire movie and he's isolated in the rehab center. Yeah.
1: I think it, and so I feel like it worked. It did work in at least whatever they're trying to do for the first half.
0: Yeah. And, and, and it does, if you take that context, then the second half of the movie where he's out of the rehab center and he's still trying to maintain this connection with Charlie. Uh, which obviously is inappropriate because not only is she with someone, but she 's so many met in rehab, and like that 's just you know what do you do yeah. you 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 get out of rehab and so you fixate on a woman and she 's not like um i mean she 's she 's cute but she 's not like he he 's clearly the kind of guy who 's chasing after young models type people, so she 's right, not right. in his regular wheelhouse so it's just interesting that they have that be the second half storyline of this movie is like, cause he, they all graduate from rehab and they throw a party <laughs> through right. a dance party, right. which I, I, I put a note of like, what is this dance party? What is going on? <laughs> but apparently that's how they graduate people at this rehab center is they throw a dance party for them. Uh, and they all go home and, do they I, do you remember how they maintain the connection between michael keaton and, and charlie like somehow he gets her number or he gets her no, she gets his number
1: um but yeah let's see uh
0: he oh no they dance they dance together yeah, at the dance yep. like he 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 he, he talks her to slow dance and he suggests that they hang out and she's like we're not gonna hang out i have a I live with somebody and he's like, no, 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 no. We'll just like, uh, we'll go to a movie or get some dinner or something. And then he shows up at her house somehow, right. like the next scene out of rehab and he just shows up at her house. And, and that's, yeah, I the rest of that movie, I'm not sure I understand what the movie was trying to do.
1: Well, I that's where understand. it kind of, yeah, that's where it kind of takes and becomes a different movie. Because it's like, throughout all of that time, his sponsor keeps showing up. And oh, and that's what I was going to ask right, you right, right, about. Right. Is We is left that part
0: out. We left that part yeah. out. Yeah. Okay. That's right. He gets right. They get it. He gets out. That's right. They get out. And, and Michael Keaton is frantically trying to get a hold of his drug dealers again. Well, be- and before they get out permanently. Phone.
1: They get like a pass <laughs> to get out for like a few days or something like that. Or a...
0: Oh, my God. That's right. That's right. Morgan Freeman gives him a pass, which I, when he like pulls him aside and he's like, hey, we're giving out 24 hour or 48 hour passes to people. Do you feel like you deserve one? A, he hasn't done shit to deserve Right, exactly, it. yeah. And B, what are they talking about? You don't give 48 hours. It's not like, a, I, 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 what are they talking about, right? Yeah. Like, just, just wait another, I, I guess, I assume this is a 30-day thing, so you can't last 30 days without walking around in the world without these people like I, I don't understand that that doesn't make sense but yeah so he he winds up inadvertently calling the guy who gave him his number at the AA meeting to be his sponsor and oh no your your instinct there is is accurate Kaz where you were about to ask is that a normal thing to do where um he, he calls the guy and the guy's like oh no 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 I don't think you made a mistake by calling me here meet me at at, at 1230 at this restaurant right I'm gonna be your sponsor that is realistic. That's like, you know, that's what you would do. You'd be like, no, man, no, 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 no. There's, there's no real mistake here. You should you should call me.
1: Well, he calls him accidentally. he tells him. Remember? That's what I yeah. mean. But, and like that, no, that, and, no, that and, felt and, real because he's trying to call. Well, he goes to his house exactly. and the father of the girl who died has planted flyers Ooh. everywhere saying Daryl oh, Poitner Poyt- so killed my daughter with yeah, drugs. Yeah
0: killed my daughter Don't, like, with, yeah he's a murderer tell me
1: more information on this murder he put it on his door and every car in his parking lot of the condo and every condo building and so that's why he starts calling yeah. drug dealers and he accidentally calls his sponsor yeah. but that's what what from here on what's interesting is is his sponsor yeah that made sense to me where his sponsor is like oh you're clearly gonna make a bad decision here let's meet for the yeah. fir- what seems like the first time because he's never really communicated with his the sponsor before no.
0: No, because he, he didn't even recognize the number. He thought right, he was calling right. one of the other drug dealers in his pocket. No, and that that's fine, where the sponsor's like, hey, no, let's sit down, let's grab some coffee and, and talk. But he tells him to make a fearless and moral a fearless moral and moral inventory of himself. Right, right. Um which is absolutely part of the program. That's exactly that's and that's what before. I was like,
1: shouldn't he have done this or known about this before? And that's what he tells him to do instead of getting drugs. <laughs> <laughs> While he's waiting to meet, well,
0: yeah. Instead of get, yeah, yeah, he's got like an hour before he can meet him. So make a fearless and moral inventory and meet me at this this restaurant in an hour to talk about it. Yeah, that's that's not that's not how that works. So th- right? th- this like, is where the
1: th- order starts really breaking down of things happening and like what you were <laughs> what, saying about just the acceptable things like a relationship in general, <laughs> but definitely not a relationship with someone from rehab and definitely not a relationship that's already fraught with ups and downs of breaking up an existing. Anyway, so.
0: Oh no, but but even just the the sponsor saying, "I'll meet with you for the first time. We've never right, ever right, right. chatted about anything. Bring with me your moral, your 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 inventory. That's not how that works. Right. The the inventory is step four, right? And then you sit and you meet with your sponsor. That's and talk about it. That's step five. You don't jump to step four and five before you've ever even sat down with the dude. Right. You go through the first three steps. That's why it's step four and five. You go to step one, then step two, step three, and then your sponsor's like, all right, you're ready to make a more fearless and moral inventory and we'll talk about it. Right. That, you know, at best that can happen like the second time you meet if you spend a lot of time going for, <laughs> through the first three steps. That's right. He's like on the phone with him for 45 seconds. He's like, go do this thing. Why would Michael Keaton have any idea what the fuck he's
1: exactly. I don't know what that is and that's what I thought. I was like, (laughs) I I wouldn't know where to start. Like like what No,
0: and he comes in he comes in and he's actually got shit written down. That is so unrealistic. It's it's unrealistic that Michael Keaton even actually shows up. But the list but the itself is hilarious. Yeah. It's exactly it's what awesome. I would have written
1: because I have no idea. He says, <laughs> "I threw up, uh, stole something when I was a kid, I threw a ball at my sister's head, I embezzled 92,000 yeah. dollars and I looked mean at yeah, somebody." And he's I, like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, go, back he's, <laughs> go back to that one." <laughs>
0: go back to that. Go back to the 92,000. I know that was pretty funny. And that's again, this whole scene is a caricature of of a, a, a sponsor-sponsee meeting. Because he meets him at the place, he's just out of the blue, told him to make an inventory, and they're going to talk about <laughs> As it. As a time-killing time activity. Not
1: even not even really yeah. important. He's just no. like, uh, I don't know, just do this thing. Well,
0: but, but that is the kind of thing you would, you would assign your sponsee and right. tell him to do instead of doing something wrong, and you'll go meet. But, again... You you have to have already established a relationship there, a rapport, a trusting issue yeah. yeah. That the guy feels re- willing to share with you. I would you. imagine, and yeah. The point, of the, the point of the inventory is like you're talking about shit that you did, right, shit right. that you did that, that's eating you alive because you know it wasn't right, stuff that makes you feel like you're a piece of shit. <laughs> you're not just going to be like some random guy, well, some guy told me he wants to hear this from me. I better write down all my intimate details and just share it with him. So that's ridiculous. <laughs> but at the at the break at the lunch his the sponsor's already there when he shows up. he's got a he's got a plate of cake right yeah. and he's drinking a milkshake and eating chocolate ice cream <laughs> like he's I, I, he, and and then he makes some comment about it he's like, well yeah we're we're addicts, we're obsessive like what the fuck are you talking about and by the end, where they're like talking about all the stuff that they move forward on. There's like a dozen milkshakes. Yeah, it pans across the table of, like... as the
1: scene begins, and it's just like, oh my god, it's like a par- a milkshake party was here. There's so many classes.
0: I... They would their stomachs would hurt so fucking bad, dude. Well, and I don't think Keaton <laughs> had
1: one of those. I think it was all that guy. <laughs>
0: Well, that's that's what it seems at first, but but yeah. he made some comment later in the movie of having drank three. Milkshakes. Oh, does he? So, oh, okay, I missed yeah, that. When, no, yeah, when no, okay, because he shows back up and Morgan Freeman piss tests him, piss tests him again. Oh, and, yeah, and he's okay. all cocky. He's all cocky, and he's like, "Yeah, no, I'm the only thing you're finding here is milkshakes. I had three of them, man. It's like <laughs> more than like liquid nitrogen or something. I don't know what he says. Like he's it's back to Michael Keaton being all cocky, but I it's a nuanced thing. Like he's supposed to be. A little bit more realistic, I guess, or whatever, taking it real uh, uh seriously, but it sure doesn't seem like it. And uh God, he's still not even out of the rehab center, because he gets out and then I guess it's not accurate. I, I was gonna say he immediately calls on Charlie to like hang out, but he doesn't. He he makes a call to, to uh Tate Donovan first, the the, yeah. the young guy, the young his his roomie at the place, who incidentally earlier in the movie when they go to the AA meeting and they're like kind of just hanging out and Tate Donovan's just kind of like grinning and just kind of a background character. I, I wrote the notes of like, there is no way that that character lives, right? Like he is the quintessential guy who dies yeah, and everyone sure.
1: mourns his death.
0: Right? I for sure thought he was going to die because he's just so like He's a young kid with a bright future of,
1: ahead of him and he shouldn't yeah, be here. So How did he get looking,
0: Yeah, I, mean, I was certain he was going to die, but he doesn't die, so that's nice. But <laughs> he Michael Keaton did try to call him first, right? Yes. And probably he should have called his sponsor <laughs> instead of calling on the woman that he was kind of interested in from rehab. But he's still a man. He's still going to do what he's going to do. Right. So he gets a hold of Charlie. And and clearly there's something between them, right? So they sort of start having this weird emotional thing. And okay, here here's my take on why this is used in the movie i'm surprised it becomes such the center of the movie for like the last 20 minutes is this weird thing where michael keaton's focusing on trying to get um are you still there yeah i'm here okay i there was a weird there was a weird noise in the background i thought maybe my phone died um there's he's he spends the next 20 minutes the last 20 minutes of the movie like fixating on trying to fix her life right because right. she lives in an abusive relationship with a guy who is using drugs and is a criminal and treats her with disrespect and in and, and it's implied that he's abusive to her physically although they never really lean into that you just kind of get the impression that he's probably thrown her around a little bit and she's an abused person and and so like kind of afraid to be away from him like that that whole cycle and so michael keaton is obs- I, I, he seems obsessed with trying to save her. right, and that's an that's an interesting theme. They just don't they don't do a very good job with it. I guess is the way that I take it because that theme would be an extremely interesting thing to have the movie kind of more centrally focus on and make it uh, kind of like in uh, uh, when a man loves a woman and we realize that the the unexpected theme of that movie is that. Uh, the dynamic they had didn't work because it wasn't just her drinking that was a problem, it was his enabling that was a problem. Yeah, And 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 that would be interesting here if they found a way to lean into it better. And I think they're trying to draw parallels where Michael Keaton is focused on trying to salvage her life and get her to stand up to the guy and move away and get out of the life and, and, and make her life better. And he's, during those scenes where he's, Call, constantly calling her and talking to her and trying to get her to do what he's, like, he, like he can see clearly what she needs to do, right? Like, he's so, so adamant about it and she's just like, please, please, just stop. Yeah. At the same time, Michael Keaton's sponsor is calling him saying, hey, you have to deal with that $92,000. Right. Like, he gives him really good sponsor. Like, it was one of the handful of times in this movie where I'm like, that's fucking spot on accurate recovery stuff where he's like, you have to go admit what you did tell them you're going to fix it and just have faith that they will take you back and accept this your apology and give you a chance to make up for it yeah and he's like we will will write a script and you go do it i really liked that that was like <clears throat> that was like that was the smartest thing in the movie at that point right but the parallels there between like michael keaton trying to fix someone else and avoiding Facing his own problems right like yeah yeah I, that was clearly what was happening but i don't feel like the movie was making a good enough effort at making that clear to us as an audience
1: right that's where it, like I, it <laughs> definitely from the first half to the second half it felt like the pacing or something shifted slightly and it just sort of felt meandering a bit
0: well yeah oh, oh for sure like like it didn't ever identify what they were going to do to show Michael Keaton's growth or if he even has it, right? And and Because I mean at like, this point I,
1: I, he's still he's not using or drinking, but he still never admitted yeah. it, which is which is poignant and it he kind of forget that. he's sort of because he's yeah. just he's kind of like so cavalier yeah. about yeah, yeah. cold turkey yeah. not being focused on anything. Like and he and he could at this point, which is I don't know. I feel like they should have touched on that at least to some degree because
0: well, or or made it more clear that he's avoiding it by fixating on her problems, right, right. and avoiding his own problems and and sidestep. Because do they they allude to him going to meetings after the after they get out, but I don't think they ever show him until the very 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 end. They don't ever really show him doing any of the actual recovery stuff, his own you know post post rehab recovery stuff. Um, but anyway, I I just thought that was a missed opportunity like that would have been a really interesting theme to explore in the second half and again if you're going to do that come up with some way to make it more clear that that was his behavior in the first half i mean obviously his whole life is he's just trying to control and manipulate everything around him to make it work right i I don't know it, it does come across very incongruous and you're right it feels like two separate movies and it doesn't there's the only connection is that the characters cross from, you know, the beginning <laughs> of the movie to the end. But um but um okay, when he finally follows his sponsor's advice. And and the th- there's scenes where his sponsors like calling him going, "Hey, did you go talk to your bosses yet? Did you go face that stuff? Did you like right. again, I'm like, that's the, your sponsor that's not your sponsor's job." Right, that's <laughs> Which, what I was thinking. As is a like, sponsor, your sponsor
1: proactively Set your schedule no. and follow up I mean, with you? Or does he, you know...
0: No, I mean, maybe, like, day one. Like, when they show him, help him when he first gets home and the sponsor, you know, and he's like, where's your stash? And he's like, yeah, the cops were here. There's no stash. And he's like, let me look around. And he, like, starts just dumping all the liquor and, like, hoovering out the drawers where the cocaine right. was. Like, that was funny. I liked that scene. That that, that makes good. sense. Yeah. And that that one's realistic enough if, you know, the guy as a sponsor is like... This guy's a real hard-head hard case. I'm going to I'm going to help him out more in uh and even like saying, "Yeah, you need to write a script. If you want me to help you write a script what to say to your boss, um, you know, we'll do it." And that's why I I the parallel is so clear cuz that's what Michael Keaton has her, Charlie do. Like helps her write a script to leave her boyfriend right. and then like f- freaks out when she doesn't do it right and like not freaks out on her but like is like clearly uh, uh agitated that it didn't work and like yeah he's he frustrated just, he's yeah just like and it, again like it's just poorly executed right like i see what they're trying to do they're trying to show how this guy I, it, it's a nuanced thing right like how instead of focusing on himself he's focusing on her he's focusing on other people trying to do something other than focus on himself and that's a that's a uh, uh that would be a a very powerful thing to present if it was done in a way that was so clear. But I, I, I don't know that, I don't know that that's clear. I mean, did did that come across to you like that, or is it just like a confused, like, why is he, what's going on?
1: No, it was more, it was kind of more of What's going on? I mean, it, it does, it makes sense. And and as yeah. we're talking about, and I'm rewatching it as well silently in the background, and we're watching these scenes, and it's yeah. like, yeah, it's very clear. And rewatch, that's exactly what he's <laughs> saying. But yeah, I feel like there was scenes that could like the it could have been re-edited to a degree to clarify that more or he's very cause yeah. he's very like he's very even keel here yeah he's obsessed with her and fixing her and that's and like he's able to rationalize rationalize yeah. that i need you and you need me and we'll get through this together yeah. but he, he doesn't also seem yeah. that desperate to get through it he just kind of like no. eh, well things will fi- figure it out and i'm sure that's sort of been his yeah. life but at the same time yeah. there's no like communication to the audience what he must be going through mentally here.
0: Exactly. Exactly. It's it's weird that this is clean and sober. It's weird that this is a movie about presumably about recovery, but after he gets out there's not any Real attention to his own recovery. It kind of becomes just a, Which, a, a
1: movie about a guy trying to get a lady out of a of an abusive relationship, and it's sort of the, absolutely. The abuse of, That's what
0: I was gonna say. The addiction
1: sort of That's takes a say. back seat. Yeah, it,
0: yeah. It seemed like that to me too. It was like it was almost like they got distracted by the love story and lost the exactly. Thread of what yeah. the purpose of the movie presumably was. Although again, that would be an interesting thing to explore because it is kind of accurate to how people wind up treating their experiences in the rehab center rather than embracing it as a life-changing event they fixate on the the more physical things around them which is very often an attractive ish woman that you met or man that you met in the in the in the rehab center and then you wind up spending time with them and i mean there lots of people wind up starting relationships in rehab sure, as a yeah, result it's a of Sure, yeah powerful rehab. time yeah it, it's of course i mean you're both vulnerable and sensitive although that's the thing is neither of them appear vulnerable and sensitive and 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 intimate in the rehab center that's what makes it so peculiar that then he's become so fixated on it because he doesn't appear to have really increased his vulnerability or his openness. He just is not the f- as quite uptight and uh, agitated guy as at the beginning of the movie, right? He's still kind of got that Michael Keaton esque thing about him. Yeah. Um. Uh, but yeah, I guess all of that is to say, you're right. It just seemed like they just started leaning into the love story aspect of it and, and uh, Which is, I think, and, and
1: your point's and, good, though, because I think it is, that's, uh, like, as I am watching this, or was watching at the time, too, I felt like, uh, God, it would have been such, they could have made this so much better, because I don't remember other movies approaching this part of...
0: what happens like after
1: the fact when you're out and you're done and you have made a connection with someone and you know you're probably not supposed to have a relationship but that draw has got to be so powerful because they know exactly what you went through they can empathize and you can i'm sure you're like yeah we can do this together of course we can do this together that's the right way to do it right but no that's not and there's a reason and they don't really go that way they go towards she's broken and he's yeah. kind of broken but not really he's competent enough to kind of ride this out and he's just going to fix her so they sort of lose yeah, the thread of it yeah it, it it's just like becomes what are, what's the weird, point here
0: yeah some weird random story with no seeming purpose yeah um which again could be intentional and powerful if delivered properly but it just feels right. like slapdash right like yeah, uh, uh, nobody's life is so important that it's a dramatic thing that they can lift the leg of the horse and their life is better, right? Right. Like <laughs> right. <it's, laughs> yeah. It, it 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 it's it's consistent with life if that's what they're trying to do, but it doesn't feel like it. It just feels like they just kind of. Didn't know what to do, and so they just kind of did this. exactly. It and felt like, like it a Hollywood a
1: typical, like a rewrite of we yeah. we're gonna fall into this kind of yeah. trope of the story, a white knight story, yeah. and then we'll
0: yeah, a white knight trying to get yeah, back that, to it exactly. because
1: and that's uh, then, all right. So we should we could lead up to the end because basically this goes back and forth, back and forth. Oh, okay, let's talk about the uh, the meeting real quick because this happens pretty soon after At the very end. Uh, well, no, like uh, I was gonna say what happens to her, but we could do. Um, the meeting
0: well the meaning the meaning like where he goes to admit that he stole the money because I like that scene a lot yeah like where he like you mentioned to it earlier you were alluded to it earlier yes. like he he finally goes to have the meeting and, and god damn it, Michael Keaton is is a super good actor he is, right he is like great. in 1980 19- in 1988, if you had held up Michael Keaton and uh, Tom Hanks, right? Because they were both blossoming at roughly this same time. Maybe Tom Hanks is roughly a little bit later than him. But they were both, like, they both came from, like, comedy backgrounds and were kind of silly. I You would have had all your money on Michael Keaton being the breakout star for the next 30 years, right? Like, yeah, Tom yeah. Hanks, the, the, the career that Tom Hanks wound up having, I, I would have completely assume Michael Key because he is phenomenal in these some of these scenes, man. And and I have to say his ability to act on the phone as if he's having a conversation like it, it, this is a master class in that because he's on the phone for at least 20 solid minutes of screen time talking to people on the phone. And it's so believable. Yeah. But uh, that's just an aside.
1: Well, uh, this is so he goes into the yeah. I was gonna say, as go a side ahead. note, this is the first uh, drama he did to try to. His career was waning here. He was still popular, but his box office draw was oh, was dying tr- off. Yeah, and this was the movie that. that he uh, threw out just to show what he could do, and he could definitely do this. And so, yeah, he care he carries yeah, this movie for that's sure. That's
0: True, yeah, because yeah, because he had been in like Gung Ho and Mr. Mom and and my Night Moves. Well, and, and Beetlejuice and are, like, came goofy. out the same
1: year. And so, okay, so that was yeah, the contrast so yeah, that, that, of Michael yeah, Keaton that really in 1988.
0: Showed that, <laughs> yeah, no, and he's great. And if Batman comes out the next yep. year. Like, I mean, he just like he hits a he hits a solid run here. And and even though I don't think he's perfect in this, I think he does a really fucking good really job. Good, he's yeah. definitely the best. The best part of this movie, Morgan Freeman aside, Morgan Freeman's the best part of this movie. But he's <laughs> he's a side character. Um but, okay, so he finally does what his sponsor keeps badgering him to right. do and goes to tell his bosses the truth about embezzling the money. And I love that scene because he, he he walks in. Yeah, the scene is like, like oh, what
1: the fuck is the, the thought process here?
0: <laughs> the bosses are all sitting at one end of a, of a conference table in, like, a conference room but eating lunch, apparently, right? Because they have, like like... Plastic cups in front of them. Yeah, they're eating like like, like, takeout Chinese
1: or whatever, and they're telling gross 1980s business guy stories to each other.
0: Right. They're telling, like, he walks in. Every time he walks in, the one guy's like just on the cusp of a gross. An uh, inappropriate joke that he stops because Michael Keaton walks right. in. And he's like, "Oh, just a second. We have to act professional. Here's one of our, <laughs> yeah. here's one of our, one of one of our one of our employees." And, <laughs> and Michael Keaton starts off trying to lie and like obfuscate what he did, and they see right through him. And then he like comes clean about everything. And this was what I actually I remember this scene sticking out in my head, even in the rehab center that didn't stick for me was the the way they portray his response right because they they hassle him about embezzlement and he immediately goes on the offensive and he's like you know fuck you yeah. you know and he describes like the, the 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 nefarious way the entire industry works and how specific people in that room yeah. have profited in ways that is are ethically questionable at best and blah 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 and and the other guys are like we get it, we get it, we understand what you're saying. And he and he offers. He's like, hey, just I'm a good earner. I've I've performed for you guys. I've done super well for you. Just please, give me a chance. I'll I'll, I'll pay all the money back. And um, and he's very earnest. And they give him. You know, they're like, okay, we'll step outside. We'll think about it. And then he comes back in. And they tell him no good. They're just going to fire him, and they still expect him to pay it back. And they're going to take away his commercial license. Yeah, they say uh, we're not going to report it, but
1: you know we're going to fire you, <laughs> yeah. and and then he gets and mad. take away your yeah. license.
0: Well, yeah, and he gets he gets pissed off. Which I, again, I felt like that was realistic, and I appreciate again what the movie apparently is trying to show is it doesn't matter that even when you do the right thing. And this was the takeaway I remember when I was in the rehab center watching this was like, oh, that is powerful because you really are on his side. You really they present it very clearly like he is he's doing the right thing. He's coming clean and he's throwing himself at the mercy of the people that he's wronged. And then it doesn't work out. Right. And that that is I, I like that message. I like, hey, you know, this you don't get a magic pill now you don't get into like you don't get sober and clean and in recovery and everything starts to work for you now because it's like a magic thing right. and uh i like that and and there's i doesn't his 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 sponsor does he get a hold of his sponsor right then or does he go straight to charlie he goes straight to remember. charlie well, and I, okay, I, yeah, that makes I agree once sense.
1: again, but once again, it feels like a scene that was diminished by someone not having a, a little bit yeah. more thought of, like, what this would be like. Because, A, <sighs> he goes into a yeah. room at lunch where all these guys are at the end of a table. It's shot weird. Like, it should be more of a powerful, intimate mm-hmm. moment. And it's shot. He's on one end of this conference table. They're on the other end. And he's kind of like.
0: No, I like that. I like that. I like showing that he is completely outside and he can't. It okay. doesn't matter what he does. He feels outside, and even when he sits at the table and it just comes clean, it's just this disembodied voice way outside, off camera. He's just alone. Like everything about everything about this movie with him, he's just alone. Yeah, there's a lot of shots of him alone in his apartment or condo. Like he's just alone, and and that part I, I, I liked that. I, you're right; it was shot weird. It was like if you're going to do it, they should do something to make that table look even more isolated and strange and further away. It, it just yeah, kind of looks was weirdly lazy, bright. Like you guys all go sit over there. Yeah. 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 It just felt like yeah, it yeah, could
1: yeah. have been done still in an office mate. I don't know. Just the scene was weird and it made yeah, it yeah, too yeah. easy. It yeah, the weirdness made it too easy to be like, well yeah, of course they're going to fire him. This is fucking weird. <laughs> like get out of here, man. Yeah. 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 This is how, yeah, yeah, this yeah. Is how yeah, you right. think to do this. Like, yeah. But anyway, yeah. but yeah. I, I and, do agree with you. It was great that they were like, they still fired him. They're like, "Yeah, man, we can't trust you. What are you yeah. talking about?" Like, yeah, because, yeah, but once again, though, he's still not accepted that he has a problem. He's still trying to like weasel his way back in by saying like kind of these half assed promises of like, "I'll pay you back, guys. Come on, you know I'm good for it." Well, he he
0: did admit in when he sits down and like comes clean. He's like, "I I, I did this. I have a I you know I have a coke. I have a coke problem. I think he says I have a coke problem. Yeah, I think he actually uses the word problem." But it feels manipulative, right? I don't think because I don't think he's admitted
1: he's never admitted it to himself yet. He's yeah, like you said, it's it's manipulative. It's definitely to to give a reason for his uh, actions and say, "and I'm better now." Yeah, but he's not done really anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: (laughs) yeah. Exactly. But um, and then I kind of lose the thread in my memory, like because then he he gets a hold of Charlie and tries to get her to like be his rock or something and. Like there's a little bit of a montage of him looking for a job and trying to leave her alone, but not leave her alone, and she gets mad at him. Well, or no, this is the I first time Some... they
1: sleep together, I think, for real. Oh, and so, yeah. so this is the first time
0: again. Like, but who fucking cares, right? Yeah. Like the whole relationship there is just silly, right? Like, yeah, exactly. At this point, it's gonna, like if they're weird. gonna if, yeah. if, if if they're gonna fuck, they should have fucked already, and if they're gonna do the things they're gonna do, then they should have. Like it, it all just feels like all right, okay, so they're gonna clearly she's going to leave the the boyfriend who's abusive but she goes back to him because she's you know weak or whatever Well she and, he finds cocaine
1: um, in her purse when he's looking for a lighter kind of confronts her about right, but it she, but he's like we'll get through this but together she dumps it. so she does stay at the yeah, house yeah. but then the boyfriend comes to mea, mea culpa yeah. and guilt trip her back to him which she she yeah. does and she
0: and she goes back and then it's like whatever then the, yeah then he like looks for a job it, it's all like meandering and pointless like who who cares right like, exactly like, yeah i'm not I'm, I'm not in this movie to be invested in charlie's behavior so or don't if care this
1: relationship if works because we know it's not good anyway so why do we care if they make it they're not gonna make right. it we know they're not So they're
0: not gonna make it yeah
1: yeah yeah exactly
0: yeah it, that's it felt so confused and and confusing and and then especially to have it end the way it right. ends right okay. cuz like you just said <laughs> who cares if they get together or not if they stay together yeah. it That's doesn't not make sense the point they are. of
1: this why do they keep trying to make it the point of this uh, right and then and i think they realize what? that and the only way they could figure how to get out of it is and here we go here's the big ending is he calls
0: yeah, like so yeah, go ahead. You 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 just watched it. Anyway,
1: so he she goes back to her boyfriend um and then he calls her and calls her and calls her and eventually he convinces her and she comes to go see him and as she's driving to see him, she gets hit by a truck and she dies. <laughs> because of course right, she does she's, because there's she's... no other way this could have ended. Logically and she's, in the movie. she's
0: she's 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 taking two of coke while she's driving.
1: She oh, right. Yeah, to I forgot. Drive yeah, yeah. Home.
0: Just to drive it home yeah. that she has not made any changes and she is not doing any better. So, yeah, she's coming. She is coming to see Michael Keaton. That was the part I wanted you to clarify, because I couldn't remember if that was the action.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So she is. She's decided to go back on whatever little treadmill that they've established since they got out of the rehab
1: center. And she gets hit by a car and dies. So it's the second woman he's killed, basically. In the movie. In you're the right, movie. You're right. And he finally and is like, I, you know, maybe I should take this rehab a little seriously.
0: <laughs> what the fuck? And I got to say, with the exception of when he gets back to his place and sees all those flyers about him being a murderer, right. I feel like that's the last time he not only cares or thinks about that woman dying, right? But that's the last time he even brings it up.
1: Yeah, totally. Right? Like
0: the whole and imp- the whole uh, 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 implication was he was going to be tried for murder. It disappears. Yeah, like, totally. Yeah. Other than the dad being pissed off. That's it. They never bring it up again. So what was the point of that? And you're right. It's the second woman who's died as a result of being <laughs> interacting yeah. with with Daryl, whatever his name Poynter is or whatever. Movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Oh, no, I guess there's one point where somewhere he's talking about it, he's whining about it, maybe to a sponsor. Right. And, right after that, he goes sponsors- to the sponsor's
1: house. And the spon- And this once again, in a better placement in the movie, this speech would have had more poignancy. This would have more poignancy yeah. if this happened after he got the flyer and have been like, oh, my God, I caused the death of a person. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, and then- like, <laughs> like, like, this would have been better there and then – shrink the movie by 20 minutes for the relationship because who cares? And she could still die but it's just like, oh my God, why? this yeah, is the moment he should have had.
0: Yeah, yeah. where Yeah, because that's right. Because that's where it is where he's like, Ugh. you know, this seems, because his sponsor's like, yeah, this seems like a really good excuse to go drink, doesn't it? Or go use. Don't, don't do not right. it. Right. Like basically that, then that's the message. And then it cuts to him giving a speech at the AA meeting at the end, right? Right, yep. Isn't and then it's back to the movie,
1: back to being about recovery <laughs> back to being about recovery
0: sort of and his speech doesn't even make sense right like because it's a nice michael keaton monologue close up on his face and he's he's doing the good michael keaton acting from the 80s but <laughs> yeah he's straight he, he references to camera. like straight to camera and he's like talking about being 30 days sober He's talking about being 30 days sober. Right. So are we to understand that he got out of rehab and started using it again but stopped immediately and now it's been 30 days? Cuz it should be 60 days, right? Shouldn't he have been sober from the minute he got into rehab and didn't use and hasn't used since? Like I that whole thing was like what? I don't understand the timeline here. Are we supposed to not count the time in the rehab center cuz that's not true?
1: Well and also so, the yeah. only and also it's just like this is right, right after the second woman in his life has died by his direct involvement and there's I don't think there's yeah. any mention of it in the speech it's just about like ah, I finally Ooh, kicked this darn you're thing right. am I right everybody
0: Yeah 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 it's yeah, just yeah. Like, and Jesus. he's like <laughs> he's, he's like I drank he was like I lost no he says he attended a funeral and lost a job in, oh, he does in, mention in it in passing, days. I guess. But in <laughs> passing. And and I got to say, there is a line earlier at some point where he, he says, like, a woman died at his house and this, this guy was saying that it was because of drugs that he had given her. I think it's that first meeting uh, at the diner. And he says, he's like, well, did you give her the drugs? And he's like, no, she gave me the drugs. Right, right. So... I think that's supposed to be us in the audience going, "Oh, okay, so" All right, so it's her not fault. Actually, his fault. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Well, and but, yeah. but No, but I get even, what you're saying. Even to like to at least dismiss why the police are no longer after him because I mean, they should still be after totally. him. They should be like, "Hey, uh yeah, you gave her drugs." Like there should have been some scene where they like established uh no, it was her drugs. They were using it together and it's just a coincidence that she died of this. Like they just never address it. I that was so sloppy. It really bummed me out. And uh yeah, I don't I don't know. The only other thing I wanted to mention and I meant to bring this up before, the boyfriend, Charlie's boyfriend, yeah. the, the 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 kind of sultry or uh, sullen, scary-looking uh, uh abusive boyfriend guy. Right. <laughs> He's the director of Ghoulies is He really? directed the movie Go- yeah. <laughs> I looked him up Because he's very interesting looking And uh, I have it on Prime And so when I paused it It pulled up like the, the names of the actors on the s- screen And his name is like something interesting it's like uh i don't remember now but it's it's like a a cool name so i was like oh that's a cool name and it's like he he pulled him up and he's he's a hungarian filmmaker huh and he made Goulas. Wow. yeah so anyway i i don't know I, that means nothing i just thought that was interesting enough i wanted to bring it up before we were done talking about this <laughs> this movie cuz i i you know I was disappointed. I'm disappointed by clean and sober. I don't know. I I don't. I don't want to like taint the well before I ask you your thoughts. But that was mine. I was, in the end, I was like, what the fuck is the point of this? Right? Like, either spend more time on the relationship and exploring what he's actually doing by avoiding his problems and fixating on other things and not accepting his own problems, or spend more time in the rehab center. And and show how he's progressed or, or something like I just felt like nothing really happens, recovery wise in this movie.
1: Right, right. Am I wrong? No, I agree. I feel and, like they lose the thread. I, I, I you know, it, I wasn't. I liked it. I will say, I wasn't like, and I of course I wasn't coming this. I'd never seen this before. This is my first time, so I didn't know what to expect. Sure. I think Michael Keaton's sure. performance carried the movie, but it did get frustrating. Uh, because I kept expecting I, it to do other things, and then it ended, yes. and I was like, "Oh, okay. Well, they didn't really resolve. Like, what was the whole point of anyway, the relationship in the second point. half? Yeah. What's yeah. the story? And, and here? I agree.
0: I was, I was, I was about to say the only reason this movie's watchable and enjoyable at all is, yeah, Michael Keaton is he's great. He, he, it's really a Michael Keaton vehicle, and he delivers. Right.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. If,
0: if it was if without his performance, this would have been. Can you imagine Richard Lewis here? <laughs> <laughs> <God>. <laughs> I mean, because they have the same hair, right? I mean they have that yeah, same yeah. like. 80s oh and that eighties hair, yeah. <laughs> that eighties guy balding
1: on the like the <laughs> temples, but not but growing out everything else.
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but yeah, now from a recovery aspect, right, like they they do a, a weird job of showing I guess the only thing that I would really give this movie props for is is the beginning, like showing yeah. the the nosedive. That's like, really he strong. He so good at that, and it does a really good job. And the way they sidestep him even recognizing he's hit bottom, that was interesting. Yeah, but it didn't. It, it loses the thread. Like so, the first third of this movie was really great. Yeah and the clinic and and the fact
1: that they're like he's just another one and a long line of people coming through this clinic. he's no one special like sandra bullock kind of was in 28 days they're finally like oh finally a pretty young woman let's put all our attention towards you they're like whatever man we know you're talking shit but we don't care just get through this or don't
0: i i accept it doesn't do a good enough job of it i agree that if that if that's the intent it, 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 it's okay, but it it doesn't feel intentional. All the rest of the stuff I feel is us giving it the benefit of the doubt. I don't think, I don't think it actually delivers most of that stuff other than us looking for it, honestly. Okay. And if that was their, in, if that's their intent, I, they should have done a better job because the, 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 cause you're right. I I will grant you that. And, and, and the, and I guess an argument for that being, Uh, And I guess there are little things in this movie that that would give you would would uh, justify that they did put more thought into it. Right. Like it's like when he first gets in the center and he's going through detox and he's really like, oh, shit, what am I doing? Right. And he goes and the guy has destroyed the TV. And so he's listening to the radio and there's that like. Uh, there's the, the terrorists on a plane. There's like some activity going on in the terrorist Yeah, on plane. that was so weird too. They're way. kind of tracking, tracking it in the background and then they bring in a new TV and set the TV up and they're like, okay, well you're ready to come out of detox and enter into the whole actual rehab center. And just as they tell him that the action on the TV, like the, 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 the plane they've been talking about in the, in the background Blows up and it's right, like this right. ominous, like boom, everything's about to blow up for this guy. So maybe, maybe you're, maybe, maybe they are intending all that, and it just, it just wasn't executed particularly well. I, I you're right. I, I'll give it that too. But it's just after that, it, it makes still, no sense.
1: The, the, the logic yeah. of rehab makes no sense after that. It, it, it yeah. felt like it's no. like up till then, it's like okay, all right, that sort of makes sense here. I see what they're going for, and then it's like, nope, they're not going for that. They changed everything that they're doing. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, and, and it is more like they just lost the thread of what it was they were trying to present. Yeah, so that's how it feels. Uh, yeah, I, it, it, it just, it just didn't make it right. Like they, they tried and they failed. And Michael Keaton was good enough and, and uh, to 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 keep us interested. So, yeah, I, I gotta say, if if given the choice, I, I would recommend Drunks over this movie for sure. <laughs> Which I didn't, I didn't expect. I thought, I thought for sure on second viewing. Drunks would be the one that'd be like, oh God. And this would be like, yeah, I just wasn't in the right headspace the first time. But uh no. It just it this is the first one of all of these that I've I've solidly I'm not I'm not super keen on. I wouldn't I wouldn't suggest it to people other than an opportunity to watch Michael Keaton act uh like a nineteen eighties asshole and <laughs> other other than that, yeah. It's from a recovery movie stuff. Nah, I give it uh Uh, I don't know, three empty bottles. (laughs) 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 So, yeah, I think we've exhausted this movie. Do you have anything else you needed to say about it or want to say? Nope, I think that sums it up. I've got like like five pages of notes. I don't even know what the fuck other than like, (laughs) what are they talking about? What's happening in this movie? Why is this happening now? Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Other than, like you said, uh, an interesting um, de- uh, point in Michael Keaton's career of when he re- first jumped headfirst into drama. Yeah. I. You know. Yeah. I agree.
0: I. I think I remember that. I think I remember when this movie came out because of that, especially because, yeah, like you said, Beetlejuice was that same year, and I definitely didn't see this in the theater, but I, I did go see Beetlejuice. So, um, and I was, I was kind of a closet fan of Michael Keaton. Not Closet, but I just thought he was like super awesome, but I didn't have a real reason to, to think that. <laughs> right. so, anyway, just as a kid. Anyway, as a side note, Kaz, in case you wondered about my Michael Keaton <laughs> affinity as a child. I'm always interested in that. <laughs> all right, man. Uh, all right, so what is the what is the next? I think we have two left that we were going to have, uh, that we were planning to do, right? We have uh, My Name is Bill W uh-huh. and Lost Weekend. Um Yeah. Which 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 one do you want to do next? I don't remember which one I said we were going to do, or you know, in the original list. Um, I I feel like I put my name is Bill W as the last one. Is that true?
1: I believe you, so. You... Yeah, I think because that's the one okay, so about let's... the origins of the system, right?
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Bill W is the founder of of Alcoholics Anonymous, and that's a. It was actually a made for tv movie starring uh, uh, James Woods, uh, playing Bill W, and and Gary Sinise as. Uh, as the the guy at the Oxford center who hey, those are details that you don't know about but uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um so yeah let's watch let's watch uh lost weekend next that's like the classic quintessential alcoholic movie from i think the 50s uh um uh, 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 billy wilder i, I want to say uh
1: 45 uh, actually 45 yeah. okay
0: yeah yeah and uh, I, I, so it'll be interesting this will be more of a, a a classic film noir kind of kind of review cuz I mean, it's from 1945, so yeah. Uh, so let's do that. Cool, yeah? I'm excited. Let's
1: see addiction yeah. in the lens of a 45, where that didn't exist yet. <laughs> it was just. No, my God, no! But that's the point. Yeah. No, that's the no, point. No, I can't I mean, wait. I can't Wilder wait to was... see it. Actually, I'm yeah. cu- very curious how they did yeah. uh, portray it.
0: It's considered. It's considered the like. Uh, uh, I don't know, like the founding film about uh, addiction. At least that's that's what I understand. I to so. Nice. Anyway, cool. Thank you so much, Kaz. All right, Mike. Uh, I'll, I'll talk with you soon. All right. See you All later. All right. See ya. <laughs>
1: Drop?